Welcome everybody to episode number one. This is the origin episode of Scout My Game Hockey Podcast. Now, down the road, it's going to be covering the Carolinas and we're going to have different states. But for now, I am the very first podcast host of Hockey for Scout My Game. And I couldn't be more happy to have my very first guest, the Italian stallion, Andy Cangelosi. And the scary part about this is I can say Andy and I go way back. And I didn't really meet Andy until a little bit later in life, which makes me feel very old saying we go way back, Andy. But uh, I'm I'm very happy. I couldn't think of anybody else to have on this very first episode. We're going to be talking to parents. Uh, We're going to be talking to coaches and players. And Scout My Game is just going to help those players and parents, families navigate the recruiting process along the way, find some great advice, some things that you should have done, some things that you did that you, that you, you know, really felt good about in the process. And then also at the end of the day, especially with Andy Cangelosi, you talk about life and hockey and life is, is one and the same with us. But anyway, welcome, Andy. It's, it's great to have you on this first podcast, man. It's great to see you, Ryan. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be a part of this. And uh, just seeing you brings back so many wonderful memories when you were down here uh, doing power skating in Florida. Just well, awesome to see you again. You were, you were a big part of, of my, my independent start on power skating. So when I met you, I mean, that was like when I first kind of, kind of went off, um, started doing my own thing from Robbie Glantz. Right, right, right. So, I mean, you were at the first camps. You were, you yes, know, right. some of, so you were, you were the guy that bought ice for me. Right, so We go right. way back. You were a big part we of do. it, so I appreciate it. We do. No, it, it was great times. My kids, who never really wanted to do power skating, when you showed up, it was like, okay, Dad, you know what? It's great. He's the same size as us. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. They, they'd steal my stick. I'd say, hey, that's my stick, man. <laughs> Give me that back. That's right. That's right. But um, just to just to introduce Andy here, um, I brought Andy on not just because um, he knows a lot about hockey. Sometimes our talks are just pure about you know just about life, and I always appreciated the fact that he had his head screwed on right when it came to the game of hockey. He didn't push his kids because he thought they were going to be the next Wayne Gretzky, and you did it a lot like my dad. You stayed away from the politics. You watched the game down in the corner of the glass and you just kind of took the game in and you pushed all that other garbage aside that doesn't really belong in the game anyway. And I always really like that about you. I like the fact that instead of pushing your kids, you just, you supported both of them. And that's kind of, that's kind of what I was hoping that you could start to, uh, you know, give us a little background on is, is um, because both of your boys, you know, you had one play D1, you had one play D3. They both right. took two different roads and, and they wound up in two different places. Right, right. So if you could tell me, um, you know, when I, when I left the picture, when I moved out of Florida, where, where JC and, and Austin went and some of the, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly on, on the hockey road there. And, and, and that's a great way the way you put it, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, obviously, I didn't play hockey growing up. Uh, my wife was a figure skater, and we wanted the kids when we moved to Florida to play tennis and golf or baseball. Uh, but they fell in love with hockey and uh, played at uh, Jermaine Arena, where, which is now Hertz Arena, which is where you did your power skating. 
And, you know, going through different organizations, JC always played with the one organization, which was the Junior Everblades. Austin wanted a little bit more of a broader experience. So we would drive uh, two hours each way to the East Coast to play for the Panthers, the Junior Panthers, and then the Golden Wolves. Uh, but it came a time when JC was at the point of, okay, what do I do next? He was 16 years old, and there were really no options down here. Uh, there was no junior programs. They have two nice junior programs down here now. Uh, actually, there's probably four. There's two up in the uh, northern end of Florida. Okay. So there really wasn't too many options. Uh, fortunately, I had a friend. There's always someone that has to guide you in life uh, to give you some insights that perhaps you don't, you don't have. So anyway, this gentleman said, what about prep school? So to me, the prep school was always, I didn't think we would be able to afford a prep school. So JC's journey went to uh, New England, where he went to Northfield Mount Hermon High, uh, prep school. Uh, he had a very, very good coach, a guy by the name of Tom Pratt. But that was the way for him to get noticed, so to speak, because in Florida, with all the showcases and everything that they tried down here, nobody was coming down to Florida to look at kids. And I didn't know how good either one of my sons were. I mean, for the rink, they were pretty good players. But to get a true test, they had to go play somewhere else. So he went to, to Northfield. And, and one of the reasons we chose Northfield was the prior season, they had a record of 2-28. and 28. Okay. And I said to JC, I said, look, I don't know where you fit. Coaches down here said, look, we don't know where you fit. I said, look, if you can't make a team that's 2-28, and 28, you don't deserve to play whatever the next level may be. Yeah. He goes up to Northfield the first year there. He gets a little bit homesick, you know, and it's a little bit different style, and uh, they're teaching systems. So he had to learn a system. You couldn't just freelance. And uh, I think they finished at 500. And then we said to Austin, well, what do you want to do? Well, listen. JC's gone. I don't want to be the only child. I'm going north. So Austin looked at a bunch of prep schools and he decided on playing at Northfield Mount Hermon. Uh, Andy, can you tell me really quick, because I get a lot of parents that ask me here, you know, in the Raleigh area, we're more of a middle-class kind of family financially. Right, right. How in the world are we going to afford prep school? Yeah, the, the, the nice thing about prep school is it's all, all the grants and all the monies that you get are need-based. So if you show a tax return that says, hey, this is what you can afford, you know, uh, prep school, when the boys went to prep school, was $41,000 a year. Obviously, we couldn't afford that. I mean, to this day, I'm still working two jobs. Diane's working two jobs. So it's based on financial needs. So don't Parents should not say, look, it's 41. I don't, it may be more now. It's probably 50 now, uh, 55 even. And how do you, how do we do this? Just apply for financial aid. Obviously, there's some play with admissions and with grants. So the better the hockey player, there's more grants available. I mean, but there is a formula that determines what your financial aid would be. So we were we were very much able to afford sending both boys to prep school. Okay. So don't let that dissuade parents. Hey, this is a big number. You know, we can't afford that. 
the prep schools, they have big endowments. And if it, the, the person's a good student, a good individual, and a good hockey player, or a lacrosse player, or a baseball player, or a tennis player, there's, there's funding there for them. Gotcha. That's, that's great advice right there. Yeah, I mean, you know, and we were scared. I mean, I, I didn't, who, who knew about the prep school route? You know, you're sending your son at 16 away. And our youngest son left at 13. Talking about an empty nest syndrome. And did you make the right decision? And you, you were know, kind you, of, you were a part of that first, uh, uh, I hate to say, but almost that first generation of kids coming out of Florida. Right. So you, you didn't have any local advice either to help out. There was no local advice. Honestly, sometimes in life you take a leap of faith. And uh, Coach Pratt provided Diane and I, because it is a decision that you both have to make as parents, uh, provided us with the creature comforts. Hey, listen, I'm not going to coddle your kids, but I'm going to make sure they stay on the straight and narrow and that they graduate prep school and that they get an opportunity to play in college. And he was true to his word. Uh, the first year that Austin and JC played on the same line together, they went to the prep uh, uh, championship game. They lost to Avon Old Farms, but that's all good. And uh, How cool and is JC, that? It was really cool. My dad and I went to, to watch the uh, semifinal game where Austin passed it to JC in overtime and JC scored. <laughs> <laughs> I still cry over it. Uh, and then uh, uh, JC, their JC senior year, they had a pretty successful season. Uh, they didn't go so deep in the playoffs, and uh, but prep school was a wonderful experience for both of them, not only on the ice, but just molded them, taught them great uh, study habits, how to get along away from home. So it was a it was an excellent, excellent experience for them. I want to, I want to, and then that's kind of where the paths started to go separate ways, right? Yeah. What what happened was uh, in Austin's 19th game, Coach York was asked by Tom Pratt, and I didn't know this at the time, but Tom had played for Jerry York at Bowling Green. So Coach Pratt made a phone call to Jerry. He said, look, I got this freshman. He's from Florida. I know you're coming out to watch us play Avon. This was in the regular season. It was January 19th, and I remember that. Uh, Jerry and Mike Cavanaugh, who's now the coach of uh, University of Connecticut, uh, went to watch Quinn Smith, play at Avon, Mike Pereira, who was also at Avon, and Mark Naclerio. Nice. Naclerio goes to Brown, Pereira goes to uh, University of Massachusetts at uh, Amherst, and Quinn Smith went to Boston College. Okay. So NMH plays Avon, Avon beats them 7-5, but this little kid, number nine from Florida, gets a hat trick. You left out lightning fast. Lightning fast. Lightning fast. Small, lightning fast, little kid from Florida, gets a hat trick. Two days later, Coach York is out on a Saturday, maybe three days later on a Saturday, to watch them play another game. Monday, I get a phone call from Coach Pratt. Uh, Listen, Andy, I need you to do me a favor. You need to call uh, Mike Cavanaugh because he wants to talk to you. So I call Coach Cavanaugh up. He says, listen, you got a second for Coach York? Yeah, sure. I, I didn't know what I was getting into. I was figuring it was just, you know, a nice phone call. I thought they were talking about JC. Oh, okay. So Coach York gets on the phone and he says, uh, Mr. Cangelosi, I'm Jerry York. And uh, just want to let you know, we've seen your son play a couple of times and we'd like to, we think he's got the right stuff for Boston College. Wow. And we'd like, to, we'd like to offer him a full four-year uh, scholarship. <laughs> I fall off the chair, Ryan. The phone goes flying. 
I get back on the phone. I'm sobbing. Coach York says, yeah, Coach Pratt says you're a pretty emotional guy. <laughs> so that was Austin's freshman year. He was already committed. Now JC's a junior. You know, what do, you, what do we do? You know, I figured they were calling for him. And, you know, I asked Coach York, I said, what do you think of JC's ability? He says, look, I'm going to be honest with you. He's got D1 hands. He's got a D1 hockey IQ. He's got D3 skating ability. And you know what? As you know, and you've been professing your whole career, skating feeds the wolves. Okay? And the bottom line is, if you can't skate, they don't care how good you are. They look at how well you skate. And if you could skate at that level, the other stuff will come. Yeah. But so now, JC's a junior. Uh, senior year, uh, University of Connecticut was looking at him, and Holy Cross was looking at him, but not to the point where he was going to be a first, second, or third liner. Okay. And even Coach York said, look, I'd love to have him, but he'll be a fifth liner here. Maybe he'll break the fourth line every once in a while. So I said, JC, look, you love hockey. We went to a place called the Road to College. It was a prep type for the SATs, but it also in, indoctrinated uh, hockey. So you played games of hockey. A uh, bunch of other kids from prep school who were not committed went. But who showed up? A bunch of Hockey East coaches, a bunch of NESCAC coaches, a bunch of big Big Ten coaches. Mm -hmm. And there he was looked at by Connecticut College, my older son, JC. And it turned out to be a phenomenal four-year experience. Uh, he, play, he was able to play tennis. And his junior and senior year, he really excelled. And his coaches said, look, you should try to play in Europe. So, you know, Austin's in one direction. JC's in another direction. JC had a wonderful career. Uh, his coach was excellent in college, Coach Ward. And uh, it really set the, fa the, the, uh, the, the foundation for him to have a successful career over in Germany. He played in Germany for three years. Not only was it a great hockey experience, he got to reconnect with Diane's family. And they came over and they kind of, they didn't know anything about hockey. They'd go to all his games. That's and it was just a wonderful, wonderful cultural experience as well as an athletic experience. I mean, who gets that experience? So you got to skate on the big ice. Right. And you can exactly. get away from bigger guys. Yep. Jeez. Yep. Yeah, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. And I've said this to you a, a number of times. You know, hockey owes them nothing. It gave them a prep school education, a college education, and they got the opportunity to play professionally. You know, and I remember my dad telling me that too. Like, no matter where you play, if you're good enough, you know, D3, somebody's going to find you. Right. Somebody will still see you. And I run into a lot of lot of players that have that that D one mindset, right? And there you go. There's proof in the pudding that there was there was a lot of kids that played down in Tico Arena that wound up playing D three, the captain of their team, with in, in a packed arena. Yes. In yes. The, in in, a, in the town loved them. Right. Exactly. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing you know? wrong. And they get an education. And they get an education. Yeah, I forgot about that part. I mean, look how important that is, that you're able to play a sport you love, but get an education that's going to set you up for life. The contacts that both my kids made at Connecticut College and at Boston College will serve them long into their, their next endeavors, whenever those are. Well, and you've told me that JC has now gone full circle, and now he's coaching, correct? He's coaching now at Wentworth Institute in Boston. 
Uh, he coaches tennis there. He coaches the men's and women's tennis team. And actually, as we speak today, he's interviewing for the head coach of their club ice hockey team. Oh, cool. So I'm hoping to hear from him. So you know, he's getting to do whatever he wants, yeah. and he's in an academic environment, and he's 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 really enjoying it. That's awesome. I, I mean, at, at the end of the day, that's that's kind of why I had you on because you go to China, you climb up the top of this mountain, and instead of a wise old Chinese guy that's bald, there's an Italian named <laughs> Andy Cangelosi that. You, you you break it down in the way you explain everything, you know, it just makes, it just makes so much sense to me. And I'd love to have you on again. And also maybe down below, we could leave um, some information. Like if somebody actually wanted to get in touch with you, Andy, for some, some advice or to help point them in the right direction, is there any way we could get them in touch with uh, you? Absolutely. I'd be more than happy to leave my phone number. Uh, anyone who wants to talk, I mean, I navigated it by the seat of my pants, okay? Now there's a lot more people out there. There's people like you that are in the business that can guide these folks because there's really no right or wrong path. Uh, you know, the only thing that I would do over is all these showcases that we went to. I wish I knew what were the good ones and what were the not so good ones. Uh -huh. You know, because listen, families are all on a budget. They have X amount to spend for leisure, athletics, food. You know, they have a budget. So that's the one thing that we struggled with a lot because you couldn't do everything. But if you didn't do everything, you felt like you were missing out on something. Right. So if we had, you know, if somehow we could put together something or you could put together something for these parents, this is way beneficial. This is really not so beneficial. And give your kids a break. Let them play tennis. Let them play golf. Uh -huh. you know? Let them just change the muscle memory once in a while so they don't get burned out. Yeah, you, you and I, we talked about a lot of that and as well as injury prevention. Yes. Right? Yes. The kids that play yes. multiple sports have less in injuries at the end of the day. Absolutely. And they come back fresh. You know, you're hitting a tennis ball and you're like, hey, this is fun. You know, then now you're going into a checking drill. It's totally different. It keeps you fresh. It's new. Every time you do something, it's new because you've just done something else. Yeah. It was totally different. It freshes the minds up. Well, and back when I grew up, if you wanted ice in the summer, you had to drive down to Detroit because they took it all out up by us. So there was no ice and you were drooling by the time season came back around. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, I think the keys are too. obviously when, you know, you put junior on the ice for the first time, just let them have fun. You know, they're not going to be the next Gretzky. If this provides them a outlet, but it keeps them focused in school, that sport owes you nothing. Not every kid that's going to be, that picks a bat up or picks a hockey stick up is going to play D1 or D3. Let them enjoy it. Let them be kids. And if they don't want to go to practice, they don't want to go. But once they make a commitment, they need to be there. Amen to that. You know? Yeah, I had to call my coach one time and tell him that I, I didn't get my homework done. I wouldn't be coming to practice. And that about killed me. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Jeez. And kids need parameters. You know, hey, you don't do well in school. You're not going to play hockey. Simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you and I are all have always been aligned with that. Right. Like I yeah. buy the gear. You carry the bag. <laughs> you carry the gear in. Right. Exactly. Exactly. 
Uh, I want to I want to switch gears and and go real quick before uh, before we're out of time. I know okay. we've got to get going and I've got to get going. But um, skating development and specifically, I'm thinking more. I know I know uh, I don't know how much how many LBs that JC played at, but I know Austin was more of the new generation that's getting drafted in the NHL. They're right. smaller and they're and they're lighter. And uh, you told me that, you know, Coach York was talking about Austin's skating ability. Talk to me about um, the different skating styles and the work that they put in and where that, you know, skating's well, the number one skill. This is what I think the big, the big difference was. When J.C. was younger, J.C. didn't want to do power skating. He wanted to – he didn't mind taking a lesson, but it had to be more of like a flow drill, a shooting drill, a stick handling drill. Whereas Austin, when he started, one of his coaches prior to you, she was a power skating coach. And he didn't want to do the same thing JC was doing, so he did power skating. Well, let me tell you, what that lady did for him to start, just the way he would start from a dead stop to full speed. I mean, he would get to full speed. In, in two strides. He had a good quick <laughs> JC would get to full speed in like eight strides. Uh -huh. Now, once they both were at full speed, they were pretty comparable. But you know in hockey, it's those first two steps that's going to separate you from the next guy. Not being explosive, yeah. Right. So as far as a development standpoint, if that's, the one, that's the one thing we did totally different. JC, you know, and again, I didn't want to push him to the power skating because right. that's, that's tough. Austin loved it. He was like, oh, it's like running on skates. This is this is what I want to do. And that really kind of differentiated them as skaters. And obviously, if you can skate, you can have other flaws, but they want the guys who could skate. Uh, and then, you know, obviously, Austin went to prep school as a freshman. JC went as a sophomore. So the training there, he got an extra year of the training. Austin also played juniors. So there was more of a development of, hey, you know what? We're not going to skate every day as far as practices and stuff like that. We're going to do a power skating day. So he had a little bit different of a training than JC. And I think that makes a difference in the long run. I mean, obviously, you got to do both. But if the skating's not there, you could be the best stick handler in the world, the best shooter in the world. You can't get to point A to point B quicker than the next guy. I mean, that's the foundation that – that Austin learned at a very, very early age. Right, right. And I know there's a point, too, like you said, when they get older and they st you start getting into systems and you better know how to skate. And some programs don't really invest anymore in the power skating. Exactly. I was out exactly. the other night with uh, NC State and went past a couple guys in the hallway that didn't really know me. And they said, oh, man, we got to do power skating tonight. <laughs> Yeah, but that separates that separates a D1 player from a D3 player. Right. Simple as that. Yeah. And it, but it's tough. And you have to have the right mindset. Right. Right. Well, I tell you what, I would love to get JC and Austin on one of these podcasts coming up. That would be awesome to have them down the road. Well, they would love to do it, anything they can to help you out. Austin be a little tougher because it's six, it's six hours uh, ahead right now. So it's actually 10 o'clock at night. And where is he? He's in Lillehammer? Uh, he's in Norway. He's in Lillehammer, Norway. Uh, he plays for the Lillehammer uh, Ice Hockey Club. And uh, JC's in Boston currently. Gotcha. But anytime you want to reach out to them, I'll 
if you have WhatsApp, you can get a hold of Austin. JC's, you know, he's got a, an American phone number. That's not what's that? That sounds like a teen or teenage bopper kind of technology. No, I don't know about. Brian, I'm on it. Listen, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. But the nice thing about it is you can call overseas and it's free. Right. Yeah. Hey, I'm just happy I made this work. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you what, Andy, it has been a pleasure. I'm honored to have you on. And like I said, um, like to have you on again and any advice that you can provide. I mean, you, you've been through it. I think you had the right mindset and you're just a wealth of knowledge. So it's very appreciated. Well, anytime, Ryan, I'd love to be back on again. And also uh, for any parents uh, that are listening, if you want, please, my phone number is 239-273-7421. Please feel free. Uh, I love talking hockey. And if there's anything I could do with Ryan to help your kid get to the next level, that'd be great. Thank you, Andy. Very appreciated. And thank you all the listeners, which now the first episode's probably just my mom. So thanks for listening, mom. <laughs> I hope it makes it past you. But make sure for more information, you check out the links down below. Go to scoutmygame.com. You can create your own athlete profile for free and help get connected with NCAA coaches. Andy, it has been a blast and I appreciate you and it's good to connect again. It's nice seeing you, Ryan. Good luck to you. Thank you. All right. We'll see you soon, Andy. Thanks. Um, all right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.